I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, dear listener. And welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favourite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens, and while Shelley is at Oxford, we are graced with a guest host, the wickedly talented writer and comedian, Mike Poole. Sound good? Okay, I'll do. Okay. Oh god, there's there's so many buttons here. What is this? Oh god. I'm a I'm imagining you. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm imagining you hit like four buttons and they all did the same thing. <laughs> just a row. I'm imagining a row of buttons and they all just make the same sound effect and you're just like, no, hold on, fly me. Wait. All right. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> there are a lot of buttons here. Uh, I'm I don't know how Shelly does this all the time. Uh, I mean this this is how she got to Oxford. This is how she got to Oxford. Yeah, they don't they don't true. just let I mean forget forget about the university. They don't let anybody in the town of Oxford. Oh yeah, I mean man, we should try to go over there one day. I mean we can try, but we will fail. Hmm. What if this is this is uh I shouldn't pitch it while we're we're recording but <laughs> if I feel like this is our like potential pitch for like a white chicks too um if we are trying to get into Oxford um that's you know that's one potential route that we could do it yes 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 uh white woman prosthetics yeah 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 you know what? It's gonna um, come back. You know, honestly, uh, I'll change my names. I'll, I'll, I'll be Mike Wayans. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do it. Like, I don't care. All right, what you do gotta I be a do part have, of the. Do I have to marry into the family? I'll do it. Oh, God. Now we there's. Can both do it. <laughs> oh God. God, there's. I, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good pitches for. Uh, <laughs> franchises on this episode because now i'm thinking whoa marrying into the waynes family is very much like a modern day downton abbey type situation uh oh yeah i'm i'm marrying for prestige yes i'm marrying for money i want the house i want the connections yeah oh god okay so we're gonna be there's no secret we're talking about gosford park this episode um so for those of y'all that do not know, uh... One of America's most distinctive filmmakers, Robert Altman, journeys to England for the first time to create a unique film mosaic with an outstanding ensemble cast. Set in the 1930s, Gosford Park brings a group of pretentious rich and famous together for a weekend of relaxation at a hunting resort. But... 
when a murder occurs, each one of these interesting characters becomes a suspect. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And I, I wanted to recommend uh, Gosford Park to you because you're a huge Downton Abbey fan, which we'll probably talk about a bit. Yeah, uh, honestly, this was uh, this was great for me because I had not I'd heard the name of the film, but I didn't know anything about it. And then I was like, yeah. oh, who wrote this? Oh, who made this? Oh, this will be interesting. I did not see a synopsis before. I just went into <sighs> it. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't I don't like I don't look at I don't often watch movie trailers. And sometimes yeah. I don't even read descriptions. I'm just like, oh somebody told me to watch it and they said it's good i'll watch it or like oh these people made it yeah i'll watch it so like i didn't even know what genre this movie fully was i was like okay i guess it's gonna be Danton abbey-esque but then yeah. i was like what else is happening so when the murder happens i was like oh this is what we do <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like oh this this is what's happening it's the 30s baby it's Gosford uh, Park. <laughs> the murder also happens, like, not to spoil anything, but it happens, like, a good spoil way. Spoil it. They had years to watch. Just, like, it happens in the middle of the movie. Yeah. So it's, like, it two-thirds is, in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, like, um, there is a, it's a type of movie before the murder, and it is a different type of movie after the murder. And it I'm is, just, like, oh, it's a ride. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's been a minute since I watched it. I, I think I watched it like on an airplane on a on a flight um like i want to say like six years ago or some shit because i was in between seasons of downton abbey and i was like i want more of this and this was all that was out there and yeah didn't really know too much about it beforehand i was you know expecting a comedy and boom two-thirds into the movie uh murder yeah well, like, even, like, so the first half isn't even as, like, wildly comedic as the second half after the murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first part of the movie, I was like, oh, there's some cool lines. There's some quippy lines. This is cool. Okay. There's a lot happening. And, like, after the murder, I was like, wait, is this a full-on comedy? Gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is this police officer so incompetent? Oh. He is hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, Stephen Fry. Oh. He's amazing. He's amazing. Anywhere you look, it'll have it marked as like a suspense or historical drama. But like, yeah, the whole time I was like, this movie is fucking hysterical. I mean, how do you have uh, Dame Maggie Smith running around talking her shit and not expect me to like, no, it's, this is full on. A hilarious comedy. <laughs> I also love that Dame Maggie Smith has been playing basically the same role for the same people. Oh for yeah, like twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and still doing it. Downton Abbey, new movie, new era coming out. Yep. Oh god, I can't fucking wait. I'm I'm like, look, I've been I've been kind of uh, distorted by ten years of cinematic universes. So this is. This is one where I'm kind of like, yo, does Trentham ever meet the Granthams? Like, uh, do they ever cross-pollinate? Opportunity! Opportunity? I mean, honestly, honestly, it's like the people at Gosford... what's, What's fun about Gosford Park, I think, is like it feels very much like the type of thing that would happen whenever Downton Abbey ends. Like, this is like the full, like end of the british like hierarchy in this way oh yeah uh-huh and it's like oh this is what full collapse is like where downton abbey's like no we're still managing to keep things together gospel, yep. park, <laughs> gospel park is like no the masters are bad and so are the servants we're all collapsing and this society is doomed to fail soon yep the shit is is trash the shit is uh-huh. garbage um oh god oh man right. so but here, but here's the thing. We're we're yeah. we're here to talk about Gosford Park, and we're also here to talk about you know uh, who 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 are, who are the who who are the people who caught our eye in this movie. There's a lot oh, of them. Of course, I love that. I love that. That was very smooth segue into and and like and I'm not I'm I don't need to get firstly into my number one crush, you know. But what I need to say 
is that there's a lot there's a lot of options. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, he has everyone. Everyone's in this movie. I'm talking oh, everybody in this is in this movie. We got Ryan Phillippe. We got Emily Watson. We got Richard Clive e. Grant. Owen. Oh, Clive Owen. Oh my God. Okay. Helen Mirren's in this movie. Eileen Atkins is in this movie. Like <sighs> Jeremy Teresa Swift is Churcher? in this movie. Ugh. Come on. God. I gotta know who you loved. Okay. So 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 there was a um so I was a little conflicted. Uh, I was a little I, conflicted. As was I. Because uh, at first, I'm just like, um, at first I was like, uh, Bob Bob Balaban, uh, who plays Morris Weissman, uh, yeah. is, a, is a king and is always a king. That's a uh, true king. Uh, oh. <laughs> always a king. But I was looking at this movie. I was looking through it. And the thing is, when the movie starts, you're like, oh, this, uh, this Morris Weissman, this American, he's kind of like, he's meek. You know, it's kind of like everybody thinks he's kind of like, who is this American? My accent, leave, work yeah. is, my accent work is great. <laughs> oh, it's good. I think it's I think it's very good. Who is this American? Who is this American? Who is this uh, American? <laughs> but by the end of the movie, you see him on the phone doing his business. And he is like, he is about his business. He's, he's making vicious. Commands. He's vicious. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is. This person's not like a low key sex symbol. This person is a sex symbol. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in this universe, in this universe, there's no way this person isn't going back to California and getting whatever he wants. Of course. So I'm just like, oh, uh, well, he's counted out. Uh, and then there was a, there was a, there was a moment where um, uh, the actress Teresa Churcher, uh, she plays a cook named Bertha, and I was Oof, like, oh, yes. I was like, "Ooh, Bertha. Okay, I see you out here, Bertha." Yeah. But then, literally in the movie on screen, Bertha's getting what she wants. She's Bertha's getting out it. here, and yeah. she's she's smashing and passing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, Bertha, and like and like joking about it when she gets caught with by another yeah, person. Give a fuck. <laughs> like one of one of the valleys catches her, and they might as well have high fived on screen. <laughs> yeah, Richard E. Granny's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Which also Richard E. Grant, I was like, Richard E. Yeah, Grant, oof. cheeky as hell right now. But also, okay, Richard E. Grant can get it. But once again, yeah. it's like, <laughs> obviously these characters are getting it. Okay. Yeah. Like these are people like Richard, he, Richard E. Grant, even earlier in the, in the movie, he's like, he said something about another valet not being able to dress one of the Lords. And he's like, mm, guess you won't be able oh. to see him in his knickers. And, and his, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's I'm like, it. Uh, Jeremy Swift. This uh-huh. so many people in this fucking movie. Uh huh. Uh, side note: I love that Jeremy Swift has just been serving Dame Maggie Smith for his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just like truly, I kept going on, and then I was like, okay, Novello isn't getting respect, but clearly he like is a sex symbol in his yeah. own right. Uh, then I was like, ah, do I like Mabel Nesbit? She has like some. Uh, some 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 like she has this meek energy but then i was like honestly it's not doing nothing for me i'm not uh mabel nesbitt is the uh she's the she's the common she's like the common woman who got married for like her money by like the awful husband Um, and i was like i want to like you more but you're just not doing anything god she's just kind of fall she's just kind of fawning over novello but then but then I saw her. I saw it, you know? I saw her from across the room, twinkle in her yeah. eye, and I was like, it's her. Uh, Dorothy, who works at the house, uh, is by far my stealth sex symbol of of the millennia. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, so Whoa. so let, me, let me let me let me let me set a stage for you real quick. Okay, so Dorothy is uh, she works at the house. Is she a lady's maid? Is she a cook? Is she a servant? We don't know because she literally does everything at the house. She is so good and so reliable that oh she's that she has two different people who she falls under because she does everything at the house, even though they have a million people working. Yeah, he was like, "You're too efficient." He's like, "This is what happens when you're good and reliable." Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. just the epitome of like if you've ever been like the consistent or like the one you can be counted on at a job. It's like, you know what this is of like, everybody's like, Oh, you're so good. I guess I'll give you more work and no more pay. 
Yeah. It's just like by being good, you just get punished more. And that is yeah. Dorothy's whole MO. Like at first I'm like, oh, she dresses people. She's a lady's maid. But then I catch her and she's in the kitchen and the guy's just eating jam. And she's like, oh, it's my jam. And it's like, Dorothy, you made the jam. Dorothy and then I catch her and everywhere. She, she's sewing. She's cooking. She's making jam. When like some feeble men need advice, she's just in the kitchen giving platitudes. Like Dorothy's doing everything. But on top of it, we know a murder happens. So one of the main butlers, Jennings, he's getting nervous. He's thinking, oh, maybe they might think it's me. Dorothy thinks it's him, but Dorothy's in love with him. And she's just like, hey, if the police talk to me, I'll say whatever you want. That oh, I'll do whatever you want. And this man's God. not interested in Dorothy in the least, but he's nope. like, he's like, yeah, nah. She's like, ride or die, whatever you need me to say. I'll lie to the police. I don't care. That's a ride or die. And she knows that he's not interested in him because later when she's talking to uh, this man, the commander, who's down on his luck, he's feeling uh, like the police just uh, beat him up mentally. And he's just eating her jam with a spoon, but going for doubles. Like, Ugh. get a new spoon, put it on a plate. Like, why are you eating straight <laughs> out of the jar? Those are Dorothy's jars. She made that jam. You piece of yeah, shit. she catches him down here doing it. And she's like, oh, my Lord, have you tried the better jam? Yeah. She doesn't have, she, she's like, oh, but have you tried the strawberry? Why? Because she knows her stuff is good. She knows she's good at everything. So then she's consoling this white man who doesn't need it. And, and he's like, do you, Dorothy, do you believe in luck? And do you know what she says to him? She says, I believe in love, not just getting it, giving it. I think giving as long it. as you can uh. love somebody, whether or not they love you, then it's worth it. Now, one, this isn't advice for his problem. Clearly, she's working through her own stuff. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that person who completely just does not give you any advice on your problem. It's just clearly yeah. they're just like, this is what works for me. And it's like, no, <laughs> Michael Jordan, you told me to dunk. I said, how am I going to file my taxes? <laughs> And he's like, I don't know, man. Just dunk it. Just dunk it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the wrong advice, but she is trying. Okay? She's sewing. She's making jam. She's listening. She's a ride or die. I got to go with Dorothy. Dorothy is a absolute queen. Oh, and my that... God. I mean... <sighs> I, I didn't even... I didn't even... I didn't even notice. I I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't even behold. Thing. It's a stealth. I didn't stealth stealth sex symbol. Dorothy. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Sophie Sophie Thompson. She's putting in work. You know. You know she'll put in work in all areas of her life and relationships. Okay, in the romance. Ugh. She'll do whatever. God, I I uh. I wrote down so many names. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, you know, Teresa Churcher, I was already like, okay, she's <laughs> she's getting laid. Right. Um <laughs> and she is having a grand old time in the in the kitchen, like wherever she wants, while she's working. Like I the love first, that. The first time she gets caught, because yes, people, she gets caught twice. The first time she gets caught, she comes out and looks at the girl who's literally doing the job they're paid to do, and she goes, You don't knock? <laughs> like, 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 I'm sorry, you are getting absolutely obliterated in the laundry room. And you're saying, you don't knock? No, it's a Bless. laundry room. <laughs> Bless. Bless. Like, that was, uh, she was the first one that really, like, ah, you know, screamed in my brain. And I was thinking, you know, Kelly McDonald. And I was like, nah, she's too much oh. of, you know, the ingenue. Then I saw Richard E. Grant, and I was like, "He's just smoking cigarettes." Big, uh, big Thomas energy. Um, oh yeah. You know, down Abbey heads. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, you know. <laughs> y'all already know what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie Smith. Uh, love her. Love seeing her 20 years ago. Just be. <laughs> Just healthy. Um, she's healthy now, but mm-hmm. you know she's still doing movies, still working. But mm-hmm. uh, I feel like she's yeah. always been at that same, that same place. Kind of the whole her whole uh, for as long as I've known her personally. Um, yeah. Who else we got? We got Michael Gambon, who's a piece of shit. Um, he's mm-hmm. the guy who gets killed. 
Dumbledore. He gets killed in this movie. Um, fuck him. Um, Emily Watson in the tub. Um, I mean, generally, uh, ladies yeah. bathing. That's you know always. Uh, I'm like, that's nice. She got, she's got good hygiene. That's you know, that's attractive. Listen, so um, fresh, so fresh, so, so clean. fresh. Um, Clive Owen. I was like, too obvious, too obvious. Get out of my face. Too obvious. Clive, Clive, uh, this is the doughiest I've ever seen Clive Owen and was yeah. just like, still just like, oh, no matter what your body type is, you can still get it, Clive Owen. Because most yeah. people have uh, one or the other and Clive Owen's like, I can do whatever. I could do whatever. Yeah. I could do, I can do whatever. Uh, just out here smooching people. <laughs> just kissing people. Yeah, I've wanted to do that since <laughs> since I first saw you. I was just like, bro, you didn't even. Wow. My my bro's just living. The, the uh, change you see like, in this man after the murder is so insane. God, there's a scene where he's like laying splayed like across the bed, and I forgot oh, yeah. that I had seen this movie on a flight. And you know, uh, Helen Mirren. You know, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Helen Mirren is his is his mom, and mm-hmm. but before I knew that, you know. Seeing her walk into his room, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is about to be very, very hot. But it's about um, to go down. It's about. <laughs> but something it's very different went down. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I tell you the whole time in this movie, as a side note, I was like, why is Helen Mirren playing this role? Because I'm yeah. just like, oh, it's a small it's a smaller part. This is the Helen Mirren. She's like she also like has like a a high class air about her that like even as like the the like head person downstairs yeah. serving it's still like mm, too much for this. But then we get to like her last two scenes and it's like oh this is why she's here yeah. for the finish. She's not yeah. here for the start or the middle. She's here for the ending and for it's the end. everything. She's the anchor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. This whole movie, it's just wild to see her as the... My brain can't watch this without also comparing it to who are they in Downton Abbey. But, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, you're the Mrs. Hughes of this yeah. movie. And um, I don't know. If you look at any of the, these actors, like, outside of their period costumes and makeup, like, they're all fucking smoke shows. Like, Oh, yeah. They're all dumb, dumb hot, so... I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really rest on Ryan, uh, on a sorry, Helen Mirren. Then there's Ryan Phillippe, who's in this movie for some reason. Um, I truly, I think, like just to add, like they were just like, oh, what if we throw in one more person, just to maybe they did the murder, but you know it's not them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who's another person who could be lurking about? And it's like doesn't. The arc of this person isn't compelling. This person doesn't learn any lessons. But it's just like another mystery of like, what is this person doing? Who is this fucking clown? (laughs) (laughs) Like easily we could have written out Ryan Phillippe and like the two young guys who come to the house spent any more attention on both of them. Because I still am kind of like, why were they there? Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, no, no, no. We're going to have. Ryan Phillippe, we're going to basically, from the start, make it very easy to figure out exactly what's going on with him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to witness the whole ride, and no real consequences will happen. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to drop some fucking tea on his pants. Yeah. Make him make him a clown. Yeah, he'll, yeah, in front of people he'll never see again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like nothing, nothing matters here. This was literally just a weekend hangout um, yeah. <laughs> where he embarrassed himself. And he was uh, like, "It was a joke." And it's like, Ryan, one, it wasn't a joke. You were, all you were trying to get information and trying to like uh, study your craft of acting. Yeah. But the whole time he makes it worse by saying it was a prank. It wasn't a prank. It was like a study and observation. You could easily paint it in a respectful manner. Uh, so like his whole thing uh, to spoil the thing that you all should be able to figure out from the start is like he shows up and he's an actor trying to uh, study for a future role as like a servant. So he pretends to be a servant here. But then like 
when he like comes clean and he's like, I'm an actor, instead of saying, oh, I really wanted to get down and see what it's like to be you guys. I'm sorry for the deception, but it's so interesting. And I just had no idea the hardships you go in. Instead of doing that, he goes, nah, it was a joke. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. It was a why, bet. <laughs> why aren't y'all laughing? It's funny. Y'all funny. <laughs> To really dunk on these on these poor people, on these lower class folks. Um, like, it's already enough that they have to wait on all these people. There's this visiting American who sees their lives as just like, oh, like looks at them like fucking zoo animals. And it's like, oh, let me live among them. And, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, like, in no way is it ever good for him to do this. But, like, he could have tried to, like, paint it as, like any other way but instead he's like why aren't y'all laughing i mm. tricked y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's funny man y'all y'all need to lighten up there was only a murder yesterday oh god you know it's like oh god that fucking line at the end um uh is like don't you people have any sense of humor we do and it's funny or well, i don't know uh-huh. her accent i don't know what it my accents are off today, but um, no, nah, f- fuck, fuck Ryan Phillippe. I have to mm-hmm. say that uh, the hottie uh, for me had to mm-hmm. have been uh, Bob Balaban, and that's yeah, that's really just because uh, he's absolutely vicious on the phone, conduct doing his job, um, demanding uh, stars for his movie. He doesn't give a fuck if they're British or not. He's like, you know, what about? Claudette Colbert, like, is she British? You know, he's he's de- he's demanding like top tier talent for his production. So, uh-huh. um, like you know, I gotta that say, movie. yeah, I I gotta say, like this guy is probably the hottie for me. Second place would be, uh, just the opening uh scene, like the opening couple shots, um, where you just kind of see the the real estate, um. Mm-hmm. It's a very moist opening to the to the <laughs> to the movie. Um, it's you know damp outside, and I don't know. Uh, there's nothing like wet, wet English uh, grass to get me going. That's you know I've never been to England, but uh, <laughs> well, it, it's like though it's weirdly like the type of opening that's like begging to be put on YouTube with like the backing track of like chill study music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which like it shouldn't fit, but it does. It's like no, yeah. <laughs> but, I just want to uh, relax. Yeah, and like the music in this is good. Like uh, that opening track that comes out is very good. Uh, uh, Mr. Novello play is like a movie star, and he does like a number of songs in this. Oh yeah, he's and, so, like he's got such a pretty fucking voice. Oh, his voice is amazing. Uh, the playing is great. The orchestration on all these things are great. So like the music in this is good. But then also, could you imagine all this with some chill, study, easy beats <laughs> playing? Math homer. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Question nine. Ding, ding. Suddenly, they got Jordans in Gosford Park. <laughs> oh, God. This is uh. <laughs> God. I I would love Jordans in Gosford Park. You've messed up my Because they have do rags. They, they have. Do- oh my gosh. They have do rags. Like all of these, all these white women have amazing waves. I mean, they were called a different hairstyle back in those days, but I mean, let's call it what it is. Uh, wavy, wavy, wavy. <laughs> they were wavy as shit. Maggie Smith, damn Maggie Smith, you wavy as hell, girl. Oh, I want, I want lace do rag. I want Dame Maggie Smith in a wave check video, <laughs> surrounded by a crowd of just like black teenagers going wave check, wave check, wave check, and she's slowly how I get my waves. She's like, excuse me, mm, you ready? It's like, mm, I do, be- I do believe you better have your trunks on because we're about to hit the beach. 
Ah! <laughs> she undoes it. Everybody loses their damn minds. Oh my god. Somebody get Dame Maggie Smith to do this sketch, please. Oh god. I hope you have your floaties on because the water's about to get wavy. <laughs> Her shoulders are going crazy. <laughs> Her like lips oh. are pursed. She's like, mm. <laughs> like, surf's up, my brothers. <laughs> you already know what it is. <laughs> oh God. Okay. We're on Maggie Smith. We've talked about Gosford Park. We've been recording for about 30 minutes. I say we go for another 10 because I want to know what brought you into the realm of Downton Abbey and uh, English class politics. What attract, like, and I, I gotta say this about you. I've said it on the last episode. Like, finding out that you were a proud black Downton Abbey fan. That shit just doesn't happen all the time. I'm not saying it's rare, but like we don't get to talk about these things all the time. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. And it's like, the you know, I think like my thing is, this is one of those things where it's like a lot of black people don't partake in this. And like, it happens like it's not rare, but like, it's not like, uh, it's not like not a hood classic in any metric. But no. also, but also it could be like, yeah. it could be because yeah. so many, so many things align. It's like, I feel the same way about uh, lacrosse because there's a lot of lacrosse things that overlap with basketball and like the way they work that I'm just like, yeah. I think y'all just don't know about this. Yeah. But if you did, you'd all be Michael Jordan's. Uh, but for <laughs> down and like, I also feel the same way about Shakespeare. The only thing that's keeping oh, more. For sure people away from Shakespeare is just like the way we teach it and like the way we understand it because Shakespeare similar to Downton Abbey has so many just like just just absolute destructions of people like in the way like you can (laughs) so let me back up Uh, I got into Downton Abbey because I moved into this apartment like seven years ago and one summer I was unemployed and it was hot. And my roommate, Ann, was like, Michael, you have to watch Downton Abbey. And I was like, you know what? Sure. I, I don't I don't got nothing else going on. And like I turn it on and I was hooked in like two episodes because the shade that they throw in Downton Abbey it, is enough to cover the whole planet. It's like unparalleled. It, it will it, it will black out the sun. Yeah. Uh, the the tea in Downton Abbey is immaculate. Both yeah. uh, the metaphorical and the physical tea is amazing, yeah. and just and also the fits are crazy. <laughs> the the opulence, the fashion, it's mm-hmm. it's out of control. Like they really do know how to. Uh, like every fucking shot is just luscious. I don't use that word every day. I don't be calling shit luscious, you know. Uh, but oh, I know, I know. Like. Uh, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, okay, so like I so like um the uh Jay-Z and Beyonce when they did that like album together. Yeah. All of the visuals they had behind them, they could have just done on a Downton Abbey set and it all still would have worked. Yep. Like yep. it's like it's that type of like great Gatsby, high class, like everything is everything because we can do it a lot, we're gonna do it to the extreme that yep. like fits so well almost as like it's kind of like there's a juxtaposition that just works with it yeah but then like i have to tell you like in every scene in downton abbey if maggie smith is in it she's throwing shade at somebody in the cleverest funniest way ever but it's yeah. not just her like everyone gets in on it like it's just yeah. part of the language of the elite because like they can't be straightforward with their insults they can't be outwardly mean to anybody in the same way they can't be outwardly sexual or flirting with people. So everything is veiled in a way that's creative and like interesting and fun, but it's all clever. Like it's all quips. It's all clever. And it's like, 
like it's just like it makes that part of your brain go wild like if you like if you like a bunch of people in a lunchroom clowning each other you'll love downton abbey like if you yeah. like people battle rapping you'll love downton abbey <clears throat> yeah because that's it's like it's it, it, that is what they're doing and it's like yeah they're calling people poor without calling them poor they're calling people uncivilized without calling them uncivilized they're calling people ugly without calling them ugly and it's like two people's faces or directly behind their back and they don't care who hears and they're like mm, you're not clever enough to understand it anyway and yep, it's savage dumb. <laughs> there it's it's savage God. and and like they talk that talk in a real way and I just like once I started watching it, I was like, "This is this is it. This is this yeah. is everything." Yeah, the show is like it's Game of Thrones without all the all the fucking violence. Um, um but a number of deaths. <laughs> yeah, number of deaths. You know, World War One, Spanish they, flu. Like, uh, it, I probably yelled at my screen more in Downton Abbey than I did at like Game of Thrones. Okay, just like so. What what moments are you thinking about? Anything with Daisy. I was yelling at Daisy the whole time. Just really? yelling at Daisy. I was just like, you dumb, dumb, dumb person. <laughs> <laughs> All the wrong choices. Never right. <laughs> or or just like anytime like Thomas was starting to do better, but then fell off again. Or like yeah. anytime anybody mistreated Thomas, even though he mostly deserved it. Um Anytime Lord Grantham wasn't like the progressive daddy that he is, yeah. like all of most Mary things. Anytime oh, Mary yeah. came, anytime Mary came against Edith, I was like, "You better back off, my girl." I'm like, "Leave Edith alone." Edith was my was, I like Sybil, but mm -hmm. Edith was the one that I identified the most with because I was like, mm -hmm. "Yo, like she just gets fucking clowned the whole yeah. time." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And she just takes it and knows her role. <laughs> yeah. Edith is just anybody named Lester in the hood. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> just like, you know, it's going to be a rough one for yep. a while. <laughs> oh, man. You see Lester, man? Like, until, uh. until, until you become old man Lester, like, until you're older... It's just gonna be rough. Yo, those people really do exist, though. Oh, God. There was a kid named Chauncey who, um, in my, uh, yeah. oh, God, it was like kindergarten or first grade. And oh, yeah. he was the first person I met who I was like, man, you're like destined to be an old person. And that's mm -hmm. when your life and whole identity will make sense. It'll but all make sense. All those bowler hats. Yeah. <laughs> But you gotta endure, you know, eighty years of ambiguity until you get there. Yeah, and then uh. truly, you are gonna clean up a retirement home. Yeah. You're gonna yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. wreck. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta wait for it to sound like, mm, "What Chauncey doing?" <laughs> oh God, you will be no one's first, but you will probably be their last. You oh. will be everyone's last. You will be everyone's <laughs> last. <laughs> Someone's got to do that fucking movie. I would watch the shit out of that. I wasn't popular in high school or college or life. Uh, yeah. Or in any office. Yeah. But at Shining Veil Retirement? <laughs> Let's just say there's a janitor, but I'm doing most of the cleaning, baby. Ah. <laughs> oh, God. So I got to ask you before... Um, it gets close to our wrap up. Uh, let's, let's, I'm gonna say let's do ten minutes more, and we can cut out more to the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I do want to know, um, what episode of Downton Abbey did you pair with, uh, or Gilded Age, or you know any of those shows with uh, Gosford Park? Um, so I watched uh. Uh, right before Gosford Park, like maybe a day before, I had watched uh, the, I believe it's the the seventh episode of Gilded Age. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I had also, uh, a week before, had seen, had gone through the Downton Abbey movie again. Nice. But also recently, I've been thinking a lot about a particular episode of Downton Abbey uh, where uh, 
a mysterious man shows up to the abbey uh whose like face is completely wrapped in bandages uh yeah. because he's like uh he's like uh his like face is uh, i think they say it's from the war or some horrific accident so nobody can see him but there's something like odd and mysterious and slightly familiar about this man yeah um and like i'll never forget this episode because uh to spoil it these are spoilers if you don't want to spoil stop listening now uh <laughs> it turns it turns out that like the mystery is like everybody's like wait is this the cousin of the family who was supposed to inherit the house who was supposed to marry mary but edith was in love with and it's wow. like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> Because this happens, like, in the middle of a season. Like, the series starts off with the Titanic, and this cousin supposedly dies on the Titanic. But then seasons later, this mysterious man shows up looking like a hush from Batman. And it's just like, I might be that cousin. And it's like, are you? We never see the face. He has, like, intimate moments with Edith where it's like they're crying, and they're like, I think that might be him. But, like, also, Edith's been going through just hell but also just her life <laughs> and then like it's like oh does this man have a claim on the house all this stuff we've been doing what's going on and then in the same episode just leaves again just disappears again and it's like hey yo who wrote this <laughs> what wild I, what was this it's been such a long time since i've seen that episode or even thought about that story arc do they ever resolve it no, he shows up that episode and then bounces. Like the entire series, they never go back. No, not what that if, I recall. Yo, if the movie doesn't deal with this, <laughs> God damn, I love that so much. It's, it's so, so random. But compared to God, but like also with Gosford Park, like Gosford Park has kind of like this mystery, this whodunit of like who murdered this man, but ultimately. Yeah. They don't care. Like, none of the characters actually care about finding out who this murderer really is. They and really like, didn't I... give a shit. <laughs> yeah, because nobody really liked this guy, and everybody <laughs> yeah. moved on from his death really quickly. But similarly, nobody really cared about this cousin's death but Edith? God. You know, like, they moved on to, like, oh, well, who's the next person? And even Mary, who he was betrothed to, was like, all right, because Mary didn't actually want to marry her cousin like a normal person. And yeah. Edith's, Edith's sad ass was like, but I love my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just like they moved on. But then even when he comes back for this one episode, mostly they're just like, eh, we're concerned because if he comes back and he stays... But then when he comes back and leaves, they're like, all right, cool. And it's just done. Uh, because it's just like, oh, it's like the mystery is like an element of the story, but it's also not the important elements of the story as much yeah. as like what will happen to the people left over because of the the thing in the mystery that's happening. Not so much us caring about what it actually is. It's right. like kind of the 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 danger of the mystery and not so much the mystery of the mystery which i yeah, found the, the mystery very... itself is just you know the first little spark that <laughs> leads to the rest of the uh story universe mm. continuing yeah. uh and god damn i did not watch that episode and i wish i did <laughs> well, i watched I mean, season what... 2 the whole season uh, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> I watched all of season two. I wish I had that kind of time. Um, yeah, yes. Yesterday, I just ate ten hours of content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no big. Um, I watched season two, episode eight, I believe, and it's before the fin series, fin the season finale. But um, mm. it's the episode where Lavinia dies. Oh. And uh, like so much is happening in this episode. Lavinia dies, and Tom is like, "I want to marry Sybil," and they're like, "You're dirty and Irish." And I'm like, "Man, white people were wild once upon a time." Like, uh huh. I'm like, <laughs> "You mean to tell me this white man won't let this white man like marry his white daughter?" We like looking back in history. I don't know if it gives me more hope or less hope that it's like certain white people today. We're not white before. Like yeah. Italians, 
Italians, Italians Irish, like <laughs> they were not white. Like people were like, nah, we don't mess with y'all. But now they're like, nah, y'all y'all can be white. Sicilians, come on over. Like I I argued with a man at an improv show once. Because he was like, you know, Ralph Macchio actually isn't white. He's Sicilian. And I was like, eh, there's, like, arguments that can be made. But, like, Ralph Macchio, heartthrob of the 80s, is white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a white man. Um, Have you watched the most recent episode of the, the, the season premiere of uh, Atlanta? Oh, I have not. I am probably going to watch after this, but you can spoil and talk your talk. About I'm not spoiling shit. I'm not going to spoil shit. You should watch it um, mm -hmm. because the whole notion of becoming white is something that um, yeah. they explore. And I will mm -hmm. leave it at that for okay. that point. But right. uh, yeah, they wouldn't. Uh, I'm like, he's Irish, you know, <laughs> he's Irish. Just let him let it be. But. I also love so much that it's like it's not even like like they care that he's a driver and that he's of a lower class, but they're also yeah. just like you're Irish. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Of all the things of like maybe he can't provide for her, maybe politically he's like aligned differently, so oh, her yeah, life would be taken far away. Like yeah, yeah the, you know the horrible thing of a guy who cares about all people. Yeah. <laughs> but but then but then they're just like. But he's Irish. <laughs> God, it's funny to like think about that particular uh, story arc and uh, measure it against everything that's kind of happening now with uh, political discussions. Mm -hmm. Because like, I was like, oh, I, I when I first watched it, I was like, I don't get why they hate that he's a socialist. Like he's a socialist, whatever. But now I'm kind of like, oh, like he doesn't believe in their entire way of life. Like uh -huh. his thoughts are anti all of what they're doing, which is, yeah. you know, uh, you know, they're vampires. They're basically vampires. Um, yeah. Like the Granthams, the, all the anthems, you know, if your last name ends with H-A-M, you're probably a goddamn vampire. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I love that, ep that particular episode for like really drilling that shit home. Um, also Lavinia dies and it's like the saddest death I've ever seen. On any show, I think <laughs> it's I so think sad. What, I think what makes it more sad is like she's just kind of like, I didn't get anything I wanted. Yep. <laughs> it is like, hey yo, like it's kind of low key what we all fear, you know? Yep. Like, like death on its own is like a scary thing that will send you into just like a existential, uh, just uh, it's awful pit. to think about. But then it's like to also be like, and I did not even anything important nothing i wanted yep <laughs> and i'm just like oh no <laughs> and it truly and like she didn't do anything wrong she didn't do anything wrong she did nothing wrong everybody around her was just truly messing up and being bad they were messing up being bad and not even bad people they're making little mistakes and she's uh -huh. got to leave the earth on that point you know, she walks down, she overhears them talking, she hears their real love, yeah. she keeps it to herself and then has to interact with herself mm -hmm. with them. She gets the Spanish flu, she confronts the man and is like, look, I know you don't really love me, um, maybe you should just, you know, I was ready to give my whole life to you when mm -hmm. you weren't going to be able to walk, but now that you're able to walk, you know... You're I know I still your love cousin. you. You're, yeah. yeah, you love your cousin. Your cousin loves you, and she wouldn't have loved you, you know, any other way. But um, it just simply appears that uh, this shouldn't happen. Also, I'm probably going to die. And then the next time we see her, she's in a goddamn casket. She's dead. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I helped you walk straight into the arms of your cousin. Great. She said, <laughs> maybe it's better this way. Now you don't have to choose, and then dies. Yeah, pour one out for Lavinia. Pour one out for Lavinia. Like I watched that immediately before recording this, and I'm like, we gotta, we gotta, like, we have to have like a an Elven burial service for Lavinia. 
there's like a bunch of like glistening white trees and angelic yeah. music and like as we, carry, as we carry her body through the halls of Lothlorien <laughs> carry her to the undying lands and put her adrift in the waters <laughs> put her in the waters oh god may the everlights accept her Speaking, oh of, speaking of Lavinia, like, if, if Downton Abbey just, like, took off with the black community, how many children are named Lavinia? Oh, Lavinia is going to be all over the place. Lavinia is a, mm, that is a black name. Also, that's a, that's a, mm. It's a pretty name. It's a pretty name. And, oh, Lavinia. Oh, mm. this, this is my daughter, Lavinia. Um, I'm trying to think of boy names. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm just trying. It's also funny because so it's like it's like that that mixture of like old, like old names and like coming back that like we haven't heard for a while of like yeah, Lavinia's not like uh eth- like any type of like uh POC name, but it is yeah. like, but like it fits in a way that like it doesn't fit with Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, Jerome is another name that I hear like you know mm-hmm. that's name that's a name where if I see a white man named Jerome I'm like come what on happened? man what what happened come on Jerry come on you're Jerry <laughs> you can only be Jerry you cannot be Jerome <laughs> I was like not allowed we've claimed yeah. this not allowed like Tyrone used to be like a 1920s white name and now yeah. you know and now it's. Not even used for real people. It's just for stereotypes. It's just for fake characters. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's only a name for brawlers in video games. Yeah. <laughs> no one is named Tyrone. Damn. Except for like just like big muscly brawlers with low intelligence in video games. Damn. No matter the color. <laughs> That's fucked. I knew I knew one Tyrone in high school and like did not match the stereotype. Was a very nice boy. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. That's, and, that's, and that's showing my ignorance and my bias, and also that I've never grown once. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We don't want growth here. Um, no, 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 no. You accept me as I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I accept you as you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Another thing that was happening in that episode of Downton Abbey, uh, uh, friggin' my man... Earl of Grantham, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. was cheating on his wife while she had the Spanish flu with a maid who would accept him as he was. And I don't know, anytime someone says that in a work of fiction, I'm like, God, what an impossible thing. <laughs> what an impossible feeling. <laughs> I, I, I find these type of storylines and like another one kind of like happens a little bit in... Um, it happens uh another one of these storylines happens a little bit in uh gilded age but like these storylines of like uh servants and maids and ladies maids going to like people who are in charge and being like i accept you for as you are it's like yeah cuz he's a rich man with power and a oh, yeah, giant yeah. house that you work in holy shit i f- keep forgetting <laughs> Like the power dynamics of like, yeah. I accept you. It's like, yeah, if he says that to them, then it's like, oh, okay. And if he means it, but then it's kind of like, that's like if I'm working at a stop and shop and Steve Jobs walks in and I'm like, man, I know you've done some weird things, but I expect, I accept you for who you are. <laughs> it's like all your money and power and influence, <laughs> all your red carpet events and your Big, big Apple announcements. I accept them. <laughs> you know, that's like that's like some dude who's just like doesn't work at the corner store, but it's always there. Runs into Beyonce and is just like, "Hey, yo, ma, like Jay Z don't appreciate you. I accept you for everything you are. All your Grammys, your amazing voice, your beautiful children, your perfect life, even your mama's clothing line. I accept you for all of that." <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I know the mother dudes ain't, but I'm in. <laughs> oh, God. 
I guess that's one way to know uh, <laughs> you're you're truly loved. If you don't have shit and someone says that to you, um, congratulations. That's that is a real that is, that is real. <laughs> I think I think it's an optimistic note um yeah. depending on your your world view um yeah. I think I think it's always a a good time to have you on Mike um uh I'm such a big fan I love talking oh, to you um I want to know do you have anything coming up anything you have to plug um yeah so uh as always uh i'm a writer for the amber ruffin show that airs on peacock uh on fridays uh we have a few more episodes left this season uh so please check it out there are different like uh there's a free version of peacock there's paid versions whatever but like also you can see clips on youtube on instagram but just uh check it out sometimes i show up on the show sometimes i have things written on the show i like the product so uh which you know sometimes i think the product is very good work for uh, so check out the Amber Ruffin show on NBC Peacocks. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, you can look at my Instagram, but I don't post nothing. Yeah, he don't post nothing, y'all. I don't post <laughs> don't nothing. Post no dinners. <laughs> no nothing. Mm-mm. What's if he eating? Checking, if you checking for me, you better stop. <laughs> check better my link. You better check my LinkedIn. Oh, God. Um, and, dear listener, as always, uh, you can check us out at Everyone is Hot Pod. That's every number one is Hot Pod on all social media. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Music, rate us uh, five stars. Um, that would be great. Um, anything less than five stars is disrespectful, and you should be ashamed. Um Shame. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, y'all. Look, uh, stay hydrated. Drink your water. um, Have a nice lunch. And remember to always, or, you know, when you want to, uh, stay horny oh sound there we go there we go i i i get it we got it we had a lot of buttons to choose from it's a lot of buttons oh god it keeps going okay catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.